If you've ever tried driving in the UK, you know it's quite different to a lot of other countries. We have some very weird laws, unwritten rules and strange systems that might confuse you if you get behind the wheel on the UK roads. So today, I'm gonna help you understand what the hell is actually going on with driving in the UK. Let's talk about it. All right, mate, and welcome to another episode of the Dan Sensei British English Podcast, the podcast for intermediate and advanced level English learners who want to learn about British life, British culture, and of course, British English. Today, we're talking all about driving. Driving is a pretty important part of life in the UK, and this is partly because the public transport system is pretty rubbish, especially if you're outside London, but it is also partly because we enjoy the freedom that comes with being a driver. However, it can be pretty strange if you're not used to driving in the UK. Today, I'm going to talk all about what driving is really like in England. Before we get started, please like and comment and leave a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to support the podcast, check out my Patreon page for bonus content as well as the Study Squad community. And as always, don't forget that you can get the full transcript for this episode over on dansenseienglish.com using the link in the show notes. And if you want to download the vocabulary sheet, that goes along with this podcast, you can do that using the link that's down in the description. Anyway, here are some important words that are going to show up in today's episode. Driving license. Driving license. A permit that allows you to drive a car. Provisional license. Provisional license. A temporary license that you use while you're learning to drive. Maneuver. Maneuver. A movement that needs care or skill. Parallel parking. Parallel parking. Parking a vehicle along the side of the road. Reverse. Reverse. To travel backwards in a car. Three-point turn. Three-point turn. A method of turning the car round to face the opposite direction. The elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. There is an obvious problem or difficult situation that people don't want to talk about. Motorway. Motorway. A large road with three lanes, similar to the freeway in American English. An obscene doodle. An obscene doodle. A very basic drawing of something rude, you know, usually a dick or something. Hard shoulder. Hard shoulder, an area at the side of the motorway where a driver can stop if there's a serious problem. Meme, meme, an idea, image or video that is spread very quickly on the internet. Pothole, pothole, a hole in the road that is caused by gradual damage from traffic and weather. Infamous, infamous. 
Something that's well known for being bad or hated. Pedestrian. Pedestrian. A person who is walking especially near traffic. Roundabout. Roundabout. A place where three or more roads join and traffic must go round a circular area in the middle rather than straight across. Puddle. Puddle. A small pool of water, usually on a path or road. Honk the horn. Honk the horn. To use the horn in a car to make a loud noise. You know, intoxicated. Intoxicated. Under the influence of alcohol or drugs. And hefty. Hefty. Something that's big or heavy. Right then, let's get cracking. Let's start today with talking about the logistics of driving in the UK. The obvious stuff, you need a license to drive on public roads in the UK. You can get your provisional license when you are 15 years and 9 months old and you can take the driver's test when you turn 17. If you're not from the UK and you want to get your license, you need to have lived in the UK for at least 185 days in the last 12 months to apply. The test is in two parts. There's a theory test where you learn all about the laws and how the roads work. It's a multiple choice test and there are about 50 questions or at least it was like that when I did it. There's also a hazard perception test as part of it too. And according to the government website, it costs about £23 to take this test. And once you've passed this theory test, you can apply to take the practical or road test. This is where you drive a car on the roads with a tester who will tell you where to go and decide if you pass the test or not. It costs £62 to take the test and it usually lasts about 40 minutes. Um, Usually, as part of the test, you'll be asked to do certain manoeuvres, like reversing around the corner, parallel parking, or a three-point turn. Uh, You'll pass the test if you make zero serious faults and less than 15 minor faults while driving. And assuming that you do that, you're now able to drive in the UK. However, to drive in the UK, you're going to need a few things. First, of course, you'll need your license. And then you'll also need a car and some insurance. Insurance varies depending on the car, the location, the reason you're using the car, the age of the driver and the kind of insurance that you want. The main kinds are third-party fire and theft or fully comp. Third-party fire and theft covers the cost of damage to another person's property, but not your own car. And it also covers your car for damage from fire or if somebody steals it. Fully comp does all of that, but also covers your car if you're in an accident. On top of that, Every year, you'll need to have your car inspected. 
This is called an MOT and it will take about an hour and it costs about £60. They're checking for things like tyres and brakes, safety aspects of the car and environmental stuff like emissions. They don't check like the engine condition or anything like that. And most mechanics can carry out this test, so it's pretty easy to do. And finally, you're going to need to pay road tax. This is the fee that you pay to the government to use the roads, and the costs depend on the car and the fuel that it uses. It's pretty complex, but when you buy a car, the government will send you the bill in the post, and the standard cost is around £165 per year, but it is case by case. So that's everything you need to get started driving in the UK. Next up, we need to deal with the elephant in the room. Yes, as you probably know, unlike most of the world, us Brits drive on the left side of the road, and most of the cars are right-hand drive. There are not many countries in the world that do this, but there are a few. Uh, Japan, for example, also drives on the left side. Now, the actual roads in England are a bit weird. We have the motorway, we have A roads and normal roads, which are sometimes called B roads. Um, there are some pretty weird things that you might find on British roads that I wanted to tell you about. The first is the dreaded speed camera. From time to time, you'll see a big yellow box at the side of the road. This is a speed camera and it's there to try and make sure that people stick to the speed limit. If you're going faster than the speed limit, it'll flash and it'll take your picture and if this happens, you can expect to receive a fine in the post over the next few days. Another way that they try to get people to stop speeding is the use of speed bumps or sleeping policemen, as they're sometimes called. These are big lumps of concrete in the road that force you to slow down as you pass over them. Otherwise, you're likely to damage your car. They seem to be everywhere on normal roads and some of them are massive and they can be very hard to actually deal with. We also have a lot of natural speed reducers on the road in the form of potholes. Some of the normal roads in the UK are absolutely shocking with massive holes, crumbling concrete and different levels of concrete on the same road. Basically, the roads are usually repaired really badly after damage or maintenance. It's kind of a meme in the UK that the roads are full of holes and they never seem to get fixed. There was once a vigilante who discovered that if they spray painted obscene doodles around the potholes, the local council repaired them much, much more quickly. Other things that you might find strange in the UK are all the weird markings on the road surface, from yellow grids to 
white zigzag lines and the infamous double yellows. They all tell you important information, right? The problem is that lots of people don't really know what they mean. The yellow grid is a box junction and it means that you can't enter the yellow zone unless your exit is clear. The zigzags mean that there is a pedestrian crossing and the double yellow lines mean that you can't park there, mate. We also love roundabouts in the UK. Can't get enough of them. You'll see them all over and they're pretty good when everyone knows how to use them, but if they don't, it can be chaos. The worst one is called the Magic Roundabout and it's in Swindon. Just looking at it gives me a headache. It's basically five smaller roundabouts all joined together and I've got no idea how to use that thing. British people also don't really know how to use the motorways. Now it should be simple. There are three lanes and you use the inside lane unless you're overtaking something. However, that's not what happens at all. You get people just driving along in the middle lane when there's nothing on the inside lane. Like, what are you doing? Get back in the slow lane, move. Or you get people just driving way over the speed limit in the outside lane. Now, they're usually driving an Audi or a BMW and generally are dickheads. Uh, but you will also get people driving down the hard shoulder, which is supposed to be for emergencies or if your car breaks down. And finally, rush hour is an absolute nightmare on UK roads. The roads were designed and built when there were way less cars on the road and they really can't cope with the actual number of cars driving these days. It's weird that we call it rush hour because you actually just spend ages sat not moving anywhere. Um, you can spend ages in traffic jams in England and the record for the longest one was in 1985 and it was 40 miles long. UK we've also got some pretty strange laws when it comes to driving that most drivers don't even know. Breaking these laws usually ends up in receiving a fine and getting points on your license and if you get 12 points on your license in the UK you get banned from driving for a couple of years and you'll probably need to take your test again. Now most of the time you get fines and points from things like speeding or dangerous driving, but we have some weird laws that catch people out. For example, while researching this podcast, I found out that it's illegal to use your phone to pay for something from your car. Like, imagine this. You go to McDonald's and you order your food and you want to pay using your phone. That's technically illegal in the UK and you could get fined up to £200 and six points on your license. That's crazy. You can also get pretty big fines for things like having a dirty license plate and this can cost you up to a grand in fines 
and can even cause your car to fail its yearly safety inspection. Just for a bit of dirt that would take like two seconds to clean. That is insane to me. If you're driving along in winter, there might be puddles of water on the road and maybe a bit of snow on your car. It's not that uncommon for these things to happen, but it can easily end up causing you to get a fine. Driving with snow on the roof of your car can end up costing you 60 pounds and three points. And if you drive through a puddle and splash water on some pedestrians, you could end up with three points and up to £5,000 in fines. Now, these days, most cars come equipped with a horn to warn people of your presence, and the same is true in the UK. However, if you were to honk your horn in frustration at another road user in an aggressive way, or while you're not moving in a traffic jam, you could end up with a fine of a thousand pounds. And if you curse at other drivers and make some obscene gestures to other road users, you could also be fined a grand. Road rage is a pretty expensive thing. And finally, I didn't even know this one, but if you go drinking, it's pretty obvious that you shouldn't drive. However, if you decided to sleep in your car instead, you are still technically intoxicated and in control of a car, so you could get 10 points and a hefty fine. Now, to me, I'm just sleeping there. I'm not behind the wheel, but apparently that doesn't matter. Uh, so it's probably just better to call an Uber or something instead. So that is all about driving in the UK. I'd love to know what you think about it. Have you ever driven in the UK and what did you think about it? And if you haven't, what would be the biggest difference between your country and the UK? I'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions about driving in Britain. You can leave me a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or you can send me a message on Instagram if you're listening to the audio version. But either way, I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google, whatever, and let me know that you enjoyed the episode. It's the best way to help the podcast grow and find new people. And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button to let me know that you enjoyed it. Now, if you want to go one step further and support the podcast, why don't you join me on Patreon? From $5 per month, you get access to bonus episodes, extra videos, and all that good stuff. But the most important thing you get is access to the study squad community. It's the perfect place if you want to improve your English, especially your English speaking, as you can chat with people and practice speaking about all sorts of topics. We have weekly meetings where you can talk with me and other members, and the more that that community grows, the more chances there'll be to make friends and take part in English conversations. 
I'd love to see you in there. Be sure to check out the link in the show notes if you're interested. It's patreon.com forward slash Dan Sensei. But that's it for this episode, and I'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>